Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Compliance News. The Daily Compliance News is an offering of the Compliance Podcast Network. May 13, 2019, the Cartel Edition. Why is it the Cartel Edition? Well, certain state attorney generals have alleged that executives of competing generic pharmaceutical companies deleted text messages and worked together to coordinate responses to obstruct an investigation into an alleged statewide or multi-state price-fixing cartel. The allegations are part of a sweeping multi-year probe led by the Connecticut Attorney General's offices into an alleged pervasive system of alleged price-fixing by virtually all companies that sell generic uh, drugs. The latest lawsuit focuses heavily on the business practice of Teva, so for you FCPA folks, you'll remember that. Next up, in Bloomberg, a piece from late last week, uh, a very lengthy piece where Bloomberg talked to multiple former Boeing engineers who have said the relentless cost-cutting measures of the company sacrifice safety and the failures of the 737 appear to be the result of an emphasis on speed, cost, and above all, shareholder value. It's a lengthy article if you are interested in all in how cost-cutting can lead to not a compliance failure, but a safety failure in a catastrophic way, or at least alleged to have done so. This is certainly the piece for you. Next up, In the Huawei case, in a very interesting development, federal prosecutors have asked the judge to disqualify the former deputy attorney general who's defending the Chinese telecom company in the bank fraud case because of alleged conflicts of interest. Prosecutors say that James Cole uh, worked or at least was briefed on the Huawei investigation as late as 2015 when he was a member of the Obama administration, serving as a top prosecutor in the Department of Justice. He's now a the co-head of the White Collar and Investigative Practice at Sidley Austin. And uh, Huawei said it would vigorously oppose this motion, uh, saying there's no justification for denying Huawei its constitutional rights. Of course, it doesn't have a constitutional right to have a lawyer who has a conflict of interest, only to have counsel. And finally, Matt Kelly makes our daily uh, compliance news, I believe, for the first time, where he reports that in another step forward for compliance officers and effective whistleblowers, the House Financial Services Committee has approved a bill to undo the digital realty trust decision made by the U.S. Supreme Court in 2018, which said that whistleblowers must first report their allegations to the SEC if they want to claim whistleblower protection. The bill, H.R. 2515, amends Dodd-Frank to clarify that whistleblowers who report their conduct to their employers and not first to the SEC also have protections under the anti-retaliation components of the law. It It had bipartisan support and passed on a voice vote. It will likely be passed by the full House. Then it goes to the Senate. Of course, the Senate has apparently decreed they will do no work that comes over from the House, uh, so we'll have the anomaly of nothing getting done yet again. If you are interested in the new Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance 2019 guidance, check out the most recent episode of Everything Compliance, where the entire gang breaks down a component of it. 
We recently premiered two new shows on the Compliance Podcast Network in Modern Medium. Paris Fox takes a look at how you go through the process of designing art and why it's so important for the compliance practitioner to utilize these skills in their communications with their uh, employees. In Forensically Speaking, Jonathan Marks helps you understand the forensic side of compliance.